And you know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? No, oh, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. All right, folks, here we go. Next seminar up December 8th through the 10th, then February 9th through the 11th, and April 12th through the 14th. New coaching workshop added to the list. This is February 3rd on Long Island. This workshop will cover all the principles and methods of starting strength. It's open to all levels. So whether you just want to coach family and friends better or you're actively a personal trainer or fitness instructor, this might be for you. Participants will take each other through a five-step deadlift setup and coach each other on that. And there is a discount available for active trainers. So check out the link for more details. There's a couple self-sufficient lifter camps on the list, November 4th in Wichita Falls and then January 13th also in Wichita Falls. Then we have a combo camp going on in Seoul, South Korea. This is a squat, deadlift, and power clean camp going on December 17th with the Seoul Brothers. Check out the link for details. Press and bench press camps on the list November 11th in Orlando at Starting Strength Orlando and January 20th on Long Island. Some squat and deadlift camps with spots still available November 4th in Indianapolis at Starting Strength Indianapolis. November 12th in Baltimore at 5x3 Training. And then December 16th in Greenville, South Carolina at Blockhaven. Then we have yet another new camp going on, a rehab injury and pain management camp. We have one going on January 6th in Katy, Texas at Starting Strength Katy and February 3rd in Chicago at Starting Strength Chicago. This is a brand new camp with Dr. Will Morris and Nick Delgadillo. This is open to all lifters, trainers, physical therapists, and coaches interested in learning how to integrate strength training with rehab. It'll include programming, dealing with chronic pain, motivational interviewing, and the basic framework for dealing with pain and injuries. For more information, check out the link for details. If you've ever thought about becoming a coach or interested in learning more, you can head over to startingstrength.com forward slash careers, check out the coaching development program, and also check out the resources that we have for veterans. Veterans may be able to use their GI Bill for apprenticeship. There is an opportunity to fill out a form and get connected with Ina Koppel. She would love to talk to you more about what's going on with Starting Strength Coaching and our vets. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. <laughs> He's fucking tweaking back. <laughs> he hurt himself. <laughs> I'm fine. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, what are we going to do today? We're Oh, I know. We're going to do a call-in Q&A. Now, we have two types of Q&As here, as I explain every time we do one of these types of Q&As. The one type of Q&A is what we call a paper Q&A, where... It kind of looks like this, where there's paper on the desk, and you have actually sat down on your phone or on a stationary, stationary, your Hallmark cards mm-hmm. that you mail, and either mail us or telemail us, telemail, email us, fax. We've been giving faxes. Have we got faxes before? I think so. If we don't, we will now. Your questions. This week, we're not going to do that. This week, we're taking your calls. And as Rush used to say, God bless Rush. I miss him so much. 
as Rush used to say, do you realize the risk that we are running by allowing the just run-of-the-mill audience-type people to participate and guide and direct the course of this program? It's dangerous. It's dangerous. But we are up to the task. Hey, it really hasn't backfired yet. No, hadn't. Turned out very well. I think the very first one, first one, we had one jackass call in. We had one troll, but, you know, trolls know that we edit them out. There's not a point wasting our time with it. Uh, So uh, that's what we're going to do today, but first, but first. Comments Comments. from from the haters. haters. And we got some doozies today. They're good today. Oh, man. All right. Here's some jack-off. says, I got to say, I'm about as keen to hear Rip's thoughts. He's a Brit, right? Yeah. Because nobody else is keen but Brits. I'm about as keen to hear Rip's thoughts on climate policy as I would be a Greta Thunberg podcast on strength training. This crossover is a bit bizarre. The only problem with this comment is that I know quite a bit about climate policy, and Greta doesn't know a goddamn thing about either climate policy or strength training. So, you know, there's that. You know, she'd probably be she'd probably be good at weightlifting. She would. She might. I don't. I think she's just a poor little autistic girl. Rusty, you know. God, Rusty, edit that out, you fucking idiot! Jesus Christ, get us all sued. All right, here. This is the trap bar is completely useless with Mark Ripito. This is the only trap bar comment in this pile today. Yeah, but we got to read it because it's it's always so indicative of right. who submits these. comments a fetid gut human has no right to speak to such things a fetid gut the trap bar a fetid gut human right here's one on eight angles of the squat I thought that was a good video actually yeah very instructive video that was very helpful omg ouch my back awful technique because louise grogan you know knows more about this than we do right okay this one is good one ryan anderson 8087 says this is hard manual labor and training it's an old one. Really old. Is it an old one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No <clears throat> nude to waste time. N-E-W-D. No nude to waste time. Guy took almost four minutes talking about pronouns, and the rest of it is basically just eat, sleep. It's <laughs> a good sum- synopsis. <laughs> He's probably right. He might be. All right. Uh, let's see. This is a, this one uh, in, in, in includes a, 
a prediction here. Love how people just pretend Ray is a real strength coach. Hmm. The guy is just a businessman. Because the you can't you be, can't t- be can't both. both. You can't be both. His background is with BlackBerry, not with lifting. Starting strength is a joke. And setting tons of people up for heart attacks and joint issues in the future by pushing obesity and barbells. There it is again. Once Rip croaks, probably soon, given the looks of him, (laughs) the brand will become invisible and hopefully go away. (laughs) Okay. Oh, shit. It's fucked up. Fascinating. I can hardly. That's pretty hateful, man. The third, for the 300th episode anniversary. Yeah. Surely that one will make the cut. All right. Here is uh, this one is sumo is wrong in powerlifting, too. It says, Rip, why are you a big advocate of the low bar squat? For all intents and purposes, it's the sumo deadlift of squatting. E.g., more mechanically advantageous, can be manipulated to significantly reduce the range of motion, etc. What? Well, this is, I mean, you know, you... I always you, feel if like you things can are type way, it, it's true. Yeah, I always feel like things are way easier when I low bar squat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why you just put more weight yeah. on, on the bar and carry it down below parallel. It's like, man, I wish I could make this harder somehow. <laughs> Wish I could make this harder so I didn't have to do as much weight. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyone else notice all these coaches have laughable physiques? Are we physique coaches? Not that I know of. Who, who do you think has the best physique of all the starting straight coaches? Chase's is pretty good. Yeah, Chase's all right. Chase's is pretty good. <clears throat> he looks like a Frazetta pa- painting. Yeah, kind of. Like what is he, 23 or 4? How old is Chase? Oh, he's got to be pushing 26. 4, 5, 6, 26 now? 25? He can't be that old. He's getting up there. Is it's he? Been, it's been some years since he's been gone. Yeah, he's, you know, he's got a physique on him. There's no doubt. Heavyweight, low reps for older lifters. This is a... Uh, uh, this guy says, dude's face looks like he would die if he tried to run a mile. Strength training is only one part of fitness. It's pretty low effort. Yeah. That's not, I mean, he's really not, you know. Have we ever told anybody not to run? I haven't, no. Not that I remember. I haven't told everybody not to run. I've said it's not as important as being strong, but I hadn't said not to run. I mean, I ran for years. Can't run now because my knee's destroyed. But but that's neither here nor there. I mean, this is this guy's observation, so it must be true. All right, is Western civilization failing? Now, this is a sweeping <laughs> topic here, right? And he says, this is disappointing. I thought Mark was an actual science-based coach, not just another online ret- <laughs> man-baby guru. There's that word again. <laughs> I wonder what triggered this helpless thing. 
is Western civilization found? Do you remember the clip? I remember the clip. I don't remember which podcast it was what, from. What, Probably what, something. What about, did I say in it? Oh, I don't know. Would have prompted a scathing <clears throat> response like that. I'm sure it was something about COVID. Probably. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, anyway. Fuck. Anyway, fuck. <laughs> that concludes this week's installment of Comments, Comments. From, from the Haters. All right. Now. <laughs> Did you just read that comment? Rip never told anyone not to run, except that time he wrote an article called Why You Should Not Be Running. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, I, I take it back. <laughs> if you read it, that's not really what that's it That's not really it's what it's, it's not what it says. <laughs> it's so much more fun. To just read the, read the headline. Yeah. Read right. the headline. <laughs> fucking YouTube people. That's pretty fucking funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you want to talk about things we like? Rusty got to bring up, brought a knife. We could talk about knives. Yeah, we got to talk about knives today. We got to talk about uh, got to talk about Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. What did we talk about last time? The driver's, driver's edge. edge. Driver's edge. Mm-hmm. So we, you got a knife you want to sell? Yeah. Well, it's a, not just a knife. It's um, my buddy Ben, pitchblackforge.com. Pretty sure. Pitch black. Pitch Black Forge. Forge. He's a. Um, this guy's got an old school forge in his house. Yeah, he's a blacksmith, yeah. and he makes some cool shit. Um, he doesn't just make knives. Um, right now, he's traveling to go make swords. Right. But um, he makes really cool knives. Here's one of them. I'll take a picture so everybody can see a good picture of it. All right. This one's a uh, Damascus. Is that, is that Damascus? Mm-hmm. Pattern welded. Yeah. Um, he's slow. He's slow because he makes everything by hand. And yeah. It's just him. But um, give his website a check and look at all the cool shit he has. He also makes little things like um, put your keys on it, hook it on your belt so your keys don't jangle. Oh, cool. <clears throat> um, cool. He's made um, made uh, necklaces for some of our coaches. I have one of his necklaces, which is also a pattern-welded axe head. Right. So um, I bought a bunch of stuff from him. He makes G10 knives, too. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of G10. Yeah, I've got one of those. Um, What's G10? Is that the steel? I actually have one right no, here. it's plastic. So you, so metal detectors. Oh, it's stuff. an airplane knife. Okay. Yeah. Knife. Man, look at that. Looks just like a knife. But it's plastic. <clears throat> so um, he makes real cool shit. Um, Pitch Black Forge. Pitchblackforge.com, yeah. right? Go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's .com. If not, I'll edit that. Customary spelling, pitchblackforge.com. Yeah. He's a real interesting guy. He has a YouTube channel, too, where he covers his adventures going across the nation and stuff. So I'll have to uh, maybe get some of his stuff. I've got some custom knives at yeah. home. It's quality shit. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, so, uh, we talked about doing a cooking show here pretty soon, didn't we? Yeah, I think you know somebody after was talking next, yeah. about next week. Somebody <clears throat> was talking about a frito chili pie on the website on the forum. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd be delicious. Frito chili pie. There you go. That's easy. Yeah, and it's good. Yep. You know the the customary way to do that is to open a bag of Fritos, put onions in the bag with the Fritos. 
put a big spoonful of chili in the bag with the fritos and then a handful of cheese in on top of the chili and then eat it that's how it was nice and easy that's how it was how it originated yeah you can serve it in a bowl if you want to you know but as we'll point out in the show you're supposed to use wolf brand chili just canned chili this is not something you'll eat you know as your main meal of the day this is not something you'll have every day because that would be uh, neglectful of your, uh, you know, your, like your health and shit. But it's uh, it's good. Frito chili pie. It's real good with your chili recipe, too. Yep. If you actually make shit. my chili, you're actually making a kind of a high-end frito chili pie. But Could, could th- that be your main meal, then, if you're making a high-end? Yeah, you could. Yeah. You know, because there's more protein in my chili than there is in Wolf Brand chili. But the... But the flavor of a Frito chili pie is pretty much dependent on Wolf Brand chili. No beans, of course, because beans, that didn't, that's not chili. Chili didn't have beans in it, right? Chili also doesn't have tomatoes in it, but I think Wolf Brand has a little tomato paste in it. But at any rate, it's, this is like American cheese on a cheeseburger. That's the flavor. It's supposed to have American cheese. Cheeseburgers are made with American cheese. They're not made with sharp Swiss or, you know, sharp cheddar or, you know, Jarlsberg or Danish blue cheese. That's just not the flavor of a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger flavor is American cheese. Frito chili pie flavor is Wolf Brand chili. Look it up online. Wolf Brand chili. Ad from the 1960s. I still remember. <laughs> Ed said, old guy with a hat on, said, neighbor, when's the last time you had a big, thick, steaming bowl of Wolf Brand chili? <laughs> well, that's too long. You don't remember that? No, <laughs> I wasn't around. Oh, somebody <clears throat> listening to us right now remembers that. <laughs> big, thick bowl. Big, big, thick, thick steaming bowl. bowl of Wolf Brand chili. <laughs> Big thick steaming bowl of Wolf Ranch, and they showed the big thick steaming bowl of Wolf Ranch. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Coming off of it, it was, it was cool. It was cool. So anyway, uh, all right. So that's the uh, that's the preamble for the discussion. I guess we put this off as long as we can. Let's go ahead and take a call. Let's do it on today's call in. Q and A. I got to put my little headphone on there. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Who's this? Uh, my name is Aditya, and I live in Washington State. Uh, almost seventeen. Your name is what? Aditya. He's called in before, I think. Aditya? Aditya. Have you called in before? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I called in uh, last time you guys had this, yeah. Oh, what, what kind of a name is Aditya? No, 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 no. Let me spell it out. It's uh, A-D-I-T-Y-A. Aditya. Aditya. Yeah, yeah. Well, my question stands. What what kind of a name is that? Um, It's an Indian name. 
Indian, like American Indian? No, no, no. Like I'm talking no, subcontinental Indian. Indian. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Does that make us racist? Not, I, yet. I, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We're getting close. We're headed in that direction. We're getting close. <laughs> I had headed a joke lined up, but I decided not to say racism. it. All right. <laughs> I already said. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you did say <laughs> it earlier. Didn't you? So you've already shit the bed yeah. once today. I might as well just go all. All in. right, Aditya, let's let's hear your let's hear your question. Let's hope that the question actually contributes to our discussion today. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to start out with the height and weight, and then I have one specific issue when it comes to squatting. All so right. the height is five ten, uh, weight one seventy, and my issue when I'm squatting, I've been on the LP for two months now. Gained about 20 pounds in those two months. And the issue when I squat is I get to the, like, close to parallel around there. I go a little lower, but my lower back rounds. And I don't want to call it butt wings. That's such a misused word. It's just my lower back sort of rounds. And I don't, I've taken videos. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. And I'm just trying to fix that. You know, I watched your videos on how to set the back. But when I mm-hmm. set the back at the top, right, I don't know how to keep the rigid back throughout the bottom. Because, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you wearing a belt when you squat? Yeah, yeah, I wear a belt. What what kind what size belt is it? Is it a three inch belt or a four inch belt? Um, I I I couldn't tell you. It's just a normal lever belt. I might yeah. Oh, it's a lever belt. Yeah. Well, it's a four inch belt. That's probably the problem. There is an article on the website called "The Belt and the Deadlift." And if you'll read that, it will explain the mechanical problem with too wide a belt. And and real briefly, what happens with too wide a belt is you you put the belt on and you crank it down and you start at the top and it's in a it's it's comfortable, it's in a good position at the top, then you get down to the bottom of the squat and your thighs, the the hip flexors up at the top of the thighs make contact with the belt and your back interprets that as depth when you're in fact an inch above parallel so in order to continue on down to actual true depth what you end up doing is allowing your low back to go into flexion which is what you're talking about flexion is rounding off of the low back and if you uh it's it's a problem now you can move the belt up a little higher but then you may be you know smashing your lower ribs your floating ribs into the top of the belt the uh the article the belt and the deadlift will recommend a three inch belt and it's been my experience that the vast majority of the human race needs a three inch belt not a four inch belt so i would investigate getting a narrower belt and trying that and see if that doesn't fix the problem if you understand how to keep your back flat how to how to put your back into extension at the top then the same thing has to happen at the bottom you have to use the muscles to hold your back in extension but if the belt is telling you that you're 
in extension when you're actually in flexion, then that is a problem. And that's if for that reason, we recommend that for anyone of normal anthropometry, a three-inch belt is preferable. In fact, sometimes a two-and-a-half-inch belt is better. But if the belt's too wide, it's going to be a problem. And that probably is what you're running into. A, and B, a lever belt is a stupid idea. It's a stupid, stupid idea because you do not wear the belt at exactly the same tension for every set. You know, the belt is not as tight on your last warm-up as it is on your work set. But if you've got a lever belt, if you're going to change the tension on the belt when the thing's locked in, you're going to have to get a screwdriver out. And nobody's going to do yeah. that. And so I just, uh, lever belts are just the dumbest idea anybody's ever had. All right? So uh, go online. If you if you go to the website, look up at the the top row of tabs, and there's an equipment tab. Go down to Dominion Strength, and there's a 3-inch belt for sale with our brand on it. There, you can get a two-ply or a single-ply. Their two-ply belt is a nice, nice belt. You'll have it the rest of your life, and it's worth the investment. And I think what you'll find is you like it a whole lot better because you'll be able to hold your back into a good extension all the way to the bottom of the squat and come back up out of the bottom of the squat with your back still in extension. Okay? Give okay. that, a, give that so, a try. Another common thing that especially skinny dudes will do is overextend their back because you're trying to – so if you've been watching videos about setting your low back, you're, yeah. it's possible that you're overextending your low back at the top of the squat. And if you do that, as you get to the bottom of the squat, your low back is going to straighten out into extension, <clears throat> and uh, you may be misinterpreting that as, as flexion. So that's another thing to think about, uh, you know, the – outside of the belt situation so if you're standing at the top and part of your setup is taking a big breath and sticking your ass out stop doing that just lock your abs down breathe your breathe in squeeze your abs and then squat <clears throat> and stop moving your low back right uh you're you're overshooting normal anatomical exactly. position in, in other words okay and and locking the back mm -hmm. in to position is as much an anterior muscular function as it is a posterior muscular function. Right. Okay. Yeah. So get that checked out. Okay. Post, post a form yeah. check somewhere. Yeah. Let us see it. I can't tell from here what it looks like. So put a Sounds form good. check Sounds on the technique for him. Of course, of course, I'll do that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna check out the belt for sure. I'll just take a look at that. And then one more thing, in terms of body weight, um, what would like five ten, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm 17 now. Like, what what would you say is because I I was watching a couple other videos and you said maybe you found a bit more like the skinny guy has a bit more like muscle around his hoop like the hoop area. Yes. Would it would it contribute to a more like rigid back? Like, what weight should I get to? Sure. Uh, you need to be 220 as quick as you can get there. At 510. How old did you say you were? Oh. Um, I'm I'm about to turn 17 in like months. So you're 16 right now. You just keep growing. Yeah. You'll be there soon enough, but you need to keep gaining weight. Uh, if I tell you to get up to 220 over the next two months, you're going to end up glommy fat because you've eaten a bunch of sugar to do it. Don't do that. But 
you do you have to understand that at 510 you're going to need to be 220 before you're moving you know big weights what are you squatting right now um squatting like i squat 210 for reps i have deadlift 315 for reps squat 210 deadlift 315 after a couple months yeah yeah, 220, 245, you're going to be pushing mid threes, 400. Yeah, pretty quick. <clears throat> oh, yep. okay. Yep. Pretty quick, too. So uh, I wouldn't get in a giant hurry at your age, but I would definitely be thinking in terms of my body weight in the, in the 220 area instead of the 185 area, which is probably what you're thinking now. Don't Please, stay yeah, artificially I'm, I'm, light. I'm, 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 I mean, this requires a certain amount of muscle mass, and muscle mass weighs. You know, it weighs something. Uh, the muscle mass involved in this question is the muscle mass that is in a circle around your low back, which is your abs and your low back muscles and your obliques. All of this stuff is, is circles the lumbar spine, and that muscle mass has to grow. And one of the things that will make it grow is your is your training. Obviously, if you require that muscle mass to exert force to keep your spine rigid during your lifting, it undergoes a stress that's going to make it grow. You got to feed yourself so it can. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the call. All right. All right. Hello? Hello, you are on. Hi, it's John Piero from Toronto. Okay. You're and actually... I have a deadlift question. I'm... All right. Sorry. Ask us your deadlift question. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for taking the call, Mark. Sure. Um, so I have, um, I have short arms and short legs, and causing my the end of my deadlift the top of the deadlift to end past my twig and berries you know it crosses it right um so that it ends above that and as the weight gets heavy uh dragging the bar up my legs hurts a lot yeah I'll is bet. there anything i can do to <laughs> deal with yeah is there anything i can do to deal with this well the only thing you could do uh how far above your neds does the bar end up being at lockout it's, it's like it's maybe less than an inch below my waist oh god damn you're you're just kind of birth like, affected aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i found out i found out i had this uh deformity uh when i measured myself against my son who's 13 and the same height as me but his ass is above my ass like right above it. Wow. <laughs> His so legs got, are much, much so, longer than mine. So to picture this, he's got really short arms, long... Short arms, short legs. Long so he's like torso. a human torso. And a long torso. He's like a human yeah. torso. He's like I'm a, a lot caterpillar, torso. basically. <laughs> Just enjoy how much you can yeah. squat. Yeah. You know. Uh, Squatting I, is very easy. Yeah, fact. I bet it is. <laughs> uh, he's built like a... Um, what's the bear from back in the, in the, the, the prehistoric days? <laughs> The cave bear. The cave bear, yeah. Yeah. The cave just bear. Small torso, big giant. Big giant, huge body, little torso. <laughs> no, big torso, little legs. I'm sorry little to have a legs. laugh at your expense, man. 
Well, at least he's not extinct. That's like okay. I'm, I'm laughing too. <laughs> yeah, I'm the oompa loompa of the family. Well, uh, what can you do about that? Uh, the only thing you might be able to do is modify your grip a little bit. Do you do a hook grip now? Uh, I do a mixed grip uh, when the weights are heavy. Okay, a, a hook grip allows the bar to ride a little lower in your hand. All right. Now there's a variation on okay. on a there's a variation on a normal alternate grip that's called a monkey grip, where the bar is in your fingers only, not in your thumbs. So one side, okay. so you've got one supine, one prone side, and the the bar just rides down in the fingers, in a in kind of a just a the crook of your fingers. And you don't have to get used to doing that. Okay. That might help a little bit, but really, I mean, do you think uh, running straps would help? Carry I don't know lower? how he's going to hold on to the strap. Yeah. Uh, and secure it around the bar without his thumb interacting with the strap, which pulls it back up into the same, pretty much the he same He could position. use those shitty, it's like a solid loop that goes around your wrist, and then the other one goes around your wrist. I don't know. Just, I don't know how that know. gets it down in his hand. Yeah, because he wouldn't have to use his thumb on that one. Yeah. Make make sure you're also uh, getting your pulling mechanics right, because if you're getting upright too soon, you're going to rack yourself mm -hmm. every time. So make sure you're thinking about pushing the floor all the way up to the lockout so that anything you can do about the situation is being done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially with the way you're built, right. you're going to want to okay. be getting upright pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would uh, so wear a cup. Yeah, wear a <laughs> cup. That's probably yeah. a good idea. That's a good, actually, I never thought of that one. Yeah, well, a cup while lifting. That would have been the first thing that occurred. <laughs> After like the second time, you're like, hey, yeah, I, I, I just mashed my nads. Flat, yeah, it, it, you know, I need to. Yeah, when, need some armor. When the weights are low, yeah, when the weights are low, I can kind of go around. But right. then as the weights come up, it, it, and I'm dragging, like I can't, I can't do that. No, I understand the problem. You know, in the mid 300s, that's when that starts to not be possible. Well, and here's another here's another approach, and I, this is not something I would normally recommend, but in this situation, it might be that you need to confine your pulling to halting deadlifts, and uh, just come up okay. to about mid thigh, and then set it back down. Because I mean, we can't have you mashing your nads every time you deadlift because you're not going to want to deadlift at all. But if you if you Pull the bar up to the mid-thigh, hold it a second, and set it down. Stay out over the bar. Don't, don't, get, don't try for a vertical back. Just stay out over the bar. That's, that's pulling. That's a bunch of pulling. It's hard pulling. And, you know, as far as strength training, that's a good compromise for somebody with your obvious handicap with, uh, you know, you can still pull heavy and uh, – get out of your pulls what you need but if you're if okay. the bar is above okay. your nads when you lock the thing out you're gonna have some significant problems with, with this so i would i would uh, maybe mitigate it try the try the monkey grip and if, okay. if that doesn't help then maybe halting deadlifts or what halting deadlifts are in the blue book all right maybe that's all you need to do all right Okay. 
Thank All right, you. man. Thanks for the call. All right. All right. Maybe Ryan from Florida. Hello, Ryan. You there? Ryan, you there, man? Hey. Hey, What's Ryan. up? What's up, guys? Uh, we're just, you know, hey, Ryan sitting around hey. here, you know, oh. contemplating our hey, I totally agree about shit. the American cheese. The what now? The American cheese. The American cheese. The American cheese is the preferred cheese for cheeseburgers. Sure My is. girlfriend gives me shit about it, uh, but that is the right cheese to use. No, it's a, that's just what you use on a cheeseburger is American cheese. And I'll tell you, there used to be a, a hamburger place here in Wichita Falls that made uh, its hamburgers with a thick slice of Velveeta. I mean, like that. Right out of the out of the little chub that comes wrapped in the in the in the foil in the little box, it'd be like a. How's it stay maybe, on the burger though? Is it just it, it just, melts into the meat? Okay, and it's just the damnedest thing you ever had in your mouth. It's real good, so you might want to try that. But no, fancy cheese. cheese does not belong on a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger is a trailer park dish. All right, it doesn't need fancy shit on it. It needs. A lot of cheese. I order my cheeseburgers with two pieces of meat and four pieces of cheese because I want cheese poisoning. That's what I want to happen on a cheeseburger. And I also want the bun toasted on both sides, too. It's hard to talk people into doing that sometimes, but you toast the bun on both sides. And uh, and you end up with a quality product. Depending on the meat, you know, the meat's any good. So, well, hey, I've got two questions, if I may. All right. Number one, I, you know, what's your general opinion on pre-workout? Um, on what, you know, and what workout? You know, pre-workout powders or like a energy drinks, things like that. You mean like coffee? <laughs> well, a and little I, stronger than coffee. Um, I mean, it just depends on how much know, money like you want to spend. You know? Depends on how much money you want to spend on it. I know? uh. I have to use a pre-workout because I start my workouts about 5.25 in the morning. Yeah, if you have to do something stupid like that, you'd better put a little put a little jazz into yeah. it. Uh, of course, now I don't even feel it anymore. What, I need to, what do you use, Rusty? Oh, shit. It, whatever's available at the time. I can't even remember. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, as, as long as it has ca- a bunch of caffeine in it, then I'm good. So I'm not I'm not Caffeine, specific. bubbles, yeah, I'm not green dye. Yeah. You know. All right. I usually do a monster. All right. Yeah. Um, and number two, All right. and this is a question for anybody, Rick, Nick, Rusty, um, has anyone ever had a, like a paranormal experience or any, yeah. any unexplained experience ever? I have. I'd oh, yeah. be interested to hear what, what Par- that was. Paranormal experiences. Oh, a paranormal experience. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say paranormal, but weird shit is. I've, yeah, I've had. Uh, yeah, I've had two some. times that I love talking about, mm-hmm. but it's uh, nobody ever listens to me. Uh, well, let's, I, let's I would, hear it. I would love I to hear it. I haven't had anything happen to me like that, dude. Like, one time, you saw a ghost and shit like that. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was just things I can't explain. So one time, I'm in. We live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm riding my motorcycle down the road, city street, and it sounds like imagine Tron. Mm-hmm. Like just one of those electronic '80s kind of electronic breaking sounds. Can you can you picture yeah, that? In yeah, your head? yeah. And I hear that inside my helmet. Hmm. I thought I was getting. I thought I was. I, I, the first thing that came through my head was a, a, a cop just just ran his radar on. Yeah. Me. But then you know that doesn't make any sense. Like how would I hear that? So I'm looking around. There's nothing around. 
And just one of those things, like, what the fuck was that? And yep. I just went home and told my wife, and she ignored me. <laughs> the so that's, that's a weird thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I heard this inside my helmet. I'm not wearing headphones or anything. I'm, it's mm-hmm. a motorcycle. It's loud, wind, all that shit, right? But it was clear as day. Wow. Um, the, it, Man, that's real weird. It's crazy. Yeah. The other thing, and this was in Wichita Falls. I was... Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Rip. In Wichita Falls in there. Uh, I was coming home from the, from the warehouse where it was down on... Uh, commerce over there yeah and i look over towards the the base um there's a big fucking black thing in the sky mm-hmm. big fucking giant black thing mm-hmm. and i got to the gym that day and i i think i texted i texted kathy or something I was like what's like there's some shit at the, going on at the base like this is really cool like what is that thing um you know and then and then i asked i asked one of the guys at the gym who's a who's a pilot and you know it, it, the point being that I thought it was real enough that I asked the guy I was yeah like, right. what the fuck was going on like what was that thing mm-hmm. um he's like I don't, I don't know I don't, I don't think there was anything there so that was that was weird mm-hmm. I saw so what came over the thing I should have stopped and taken a picture you know but uh, I went over the hill looked over wasn't there so I probably made it all up it's all in my well head. I mean you know <clears throat> it was uh I've heard um, in in the house that I live in, Stormy's had this too. We've heard children's voices in the house. No, really? Stormy Stormy is super sensitive to that stuff. She's got some crazy fucking stories. um, Her family lived in a house that was so haunted, and it was a very nice house. So haunted. um, It's in Owl Park. It's one of the oldest houses in Owl Park. There was a boy that lived in the house when they first built it that was hit by a train. Like, he was playing on the railroad track, got hit by the train. They brought him to the house, and he died. And Stormy's daughter kept talking about a faceless boy upstairs. And then she came down from the stairs one time and had a bite mark on her stomach, and she was the only one up there. It got so bad that her whole family moved out of that house. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked up. Not Does cool. anybody live in the house now? Yeah, and I always want to go out and ask them if they've had weird, weird experiences there. Hmm. Well, no, I wish I had a neat story like that, but I just, I don't know. I wish I could get abducted by aliens. That'd be oh, pretty that'd be cool, sweet. man. That'd be super cool. Would be kind of cool. Nick, can I ask you a question? Of course. Has anyone ever told you you look like a combination of all of the village people, like combined into one? <laughs> They have now. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I never thought about that. I'm really happy Rusty's so <laughs> giggling so he's, much over here now. He's as powerful all as all village. five of the village people. <laughs> all of the village people. He has all, all the powers combined. <laughs> all it's like the Voltron, like the Voltron of the village people. <laughs> all, it, all right. Thank you, guys. All right, Love man. the show. Uh, all right. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Christ. Well, I'm enjoying this episode so far. <laughs> Yeah, I, Nick looks like an Arab terrorist. Not, <laughs> not anybody else that I can think of. To, to this day, me and Stormy will still laugh about watching The Exorcist and Rip pausing it and going, wait a minute. And then as he scrolls past, you go, you better not, you motherfucker. <laughs> There's Nick. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was so, pretty funny. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's, let's uh, see if we can do something funnier even on the next call <laughs> of course it's going to depend on the caller yeah it? we'll see this guy might be lame as hell All right. hello hello hi Rip. hello <laughs> how are you 
uh, I'm doing good. I have a I have a couple of questions. I'll just uh, lay out the context. Well, who are so, you? First I'm off, just, we got to have a name. You know, so, we don't have a face, so, but okay. we got to have a name. From Washington State. What's your name? Washi. 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 Like Washington State. Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh, okay. Interesting. Are yeah, you yeah. from Washington I'll State? Washy from Washington. Your mother named you after Washington State because you were born in no, Washington no. State. It's <laughs> just a coincidence. He just ended up there. And that is, oh, God, your mom's got so, a terrible <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> Washy. Great. All right, so uh, what's your question? Yeah, so um, I have a question about, like, the, like increasing my lift so i'm 16 six foot uh, 191 pounds and so i've been lifting for like two years but the first uh year and a half i did like a bunch of like bodybuilding some just some weird stuff right and yeah you, did, really you weren't training enough, you were so just I, fucking around in the gym right yeah basically yeah. yeah so and then i found you guys and i did the i started the lp in june and i was around like 160 pounds and now I'm like 191 pounds, right? So I gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still continuing. So during that time, what I noticed was like my squat was going up. My bench and overhead press was like, they were kind of going up. And then my deadlift was just stagnant because like after I did the squats, I was really tired and my deadlift was just the same the whole time. And then I made a couple of adjustments. I reduced the amount of times I was squatting. And uh, what is it? I left like one day just for doing dead, deadlifts and I think I added another day for the pressing and benching. So I was doing twice a week benching and pressing. And I noticed my squat was still going up. My deadlift was still kind of staying the same, but it was still going up a little bit. But my squat went up like a lot. And then my bench and overhead press was going up, right? And then one thing that I did notice was I had to switch it up with my squat and my deadlift, where I only squatted one time a week and then deadlifted twice a week for my deadlift to increase. And same thing with, uh, what is it, my overhead press and bench. And so, like, my, basically, my question is, I'm only able to increase, like, my squat as long as my deadlift kind of stays the same, or my deadlift as long as my squat stays the same, and same thing for the bench and uh, press. How do I fix that? That's a recovery issue, then. Well, it may be a recovery issue, but it also may be the fact that... All right, so your statement is that your deadlift wasn't going up. Now, when when somebody says their deadlift is not going up, what I hear is I didn't put more weight on the deadlift and pull it for a set of five. That's what I hear. All right. Now, does it mean you failed or like you 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 didn't hit all all five or you you actively did not make the next jump? Yeah, I, I tried to increase the weight, and I just I, I failed it. And I, it was like a repeating pattern. So you'd pull four reps instead of five? Yeah, basically. Oh, I, you know, I, you know, if I had a, a, a kid your age uh, in front of me on the platform, and you got down to the fourth rep, of that set and you pulled on the fifth rep and it didn't go i would beat your ass 
I would beat your ass. Yeah, especially if the squat and deadlift are, I, are at the same level in terms of weight. You you can pull the set of five, and that's the you can pull the. It's set the of most five. common issue on the deadlift. People think they're done with the deadlift. Uh, it's it it. It, it's a motherfucker, and it feels like it's not going to move. You have to learn how to pull that fifth fifth rep. Yeah, you, you can't stop pushing. That's the thing. See, you can't you stop pushing. Your, you get your squat 405, your deadlift will be at 475 Right. anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. A- unless okay. there's something wrong. Unless, like our previous caller, you've got a long back and short arms. And, and this could be a... Or like one hand or something like that. Yeah. This know. could be a technique issue. You could be getting the bar out way in front of you yeah. and not know that this is a bad thing. Yeah, from a technique standpoint, it's going to be low back coming unlocked or yeah. the grip. Are you are you trying to double overhand your deadlifts? Are you using a mixed grip? Using chalk? Say again. I've been using straps, so grip isn't like a limiting factor. Yeah, I, I, I would beat your ass. <laughs> That's what I would do. You get in a two-hour workout, and I'm watching you complete three work sets of squats, and then you do your presses or bench, and then you go to you go to your deadlifts, and you fail to pull the last rep of a set of five. I would beat your ass so hard that you would regret having showed me that level of cowardice. Because that's really all it is. I, I haven't you, beat any of my kids' asses yet, but I have fixed a lot of their deadlifts. So you need to double-check what's going on in your deadlift, especially whenever the set gets later in the reps and see if your form is breaking down. Because if you're only missing that fifth rep and getting through four of them, it could be a form breakdown issue. could be a form breakdown issue, but we want to see it. We want to see a video. Yeah. I want to see a video of your squats because I want to make sure your squats are, in fact, below parallel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I want to see yeah. that last set of deadlifts that you missed the fifth rep right. on and see what the hell is wrong with it because something's wrong here. Yep. This is not normal. Yep. All right. Okay, because th- there were there were some sets where I was only able to get three. So currently, my lifts are like, I'm pull- like my max deadlift would be around like high threes, low fours. My squat is like 330-ish, somewhere around there bench like 235 and my press like 135 something like that your well, press those, is low and that's your press a little low but those are fairly honest numbers yep uh if you're gonna miss uh the fifth rep of a deadlift at 395 off of three sets of 335 squats i you know that that shouldn't happen and it may be that so I'd, I'd like to know what rest you're taking between your sets. You know, there's all kind of, how are you doing your warm ups? All this kind of stuff is relevant. And if your back is holding a locked position off the floor, right. you know, if you're rounding your low back off the floor, it's real hard to lock out a bar that comes off the floor with a lumbar flexion. That's hard to do. And if, if that's the case, I'd like to know why you've got lumbar flexion. It's a technique issue. Okay. Video would be really helpful, man. Oh. Yep. Yep. Got to see a video. Post one it of on these, the technique forum. One of these coaching things. Post the technique forum on my Q&A. All right? Okay. Should I continue with the LP, like the original, or should I just? 
Well, I want to see the. We need to see the lifts. Got to see the lifts before we got to correct programming because this is something needs correction. We don't know what it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Post it today. Yeah. Post post it it today. You'll get a response right away. Yeah. We'll look at it later on when we get through. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. right. Thanks for the call. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Moving right along. Ooh. Moving right along. Hello, Hello, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Good, who's this? Sebastian from Midland, Texas. Sebastian from Midland, Texas. Sebastian, I drove through Midland two weeks ago, and that place is yeah. a shithole, dude. Man. What, hey, what, what are y'all? What are y'all doing there? Doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, what are y'all doing there? Rusty, what is Rusty's fucking deal today, man? rude sack of dog shit. God Almighty! All people's homes. In, in, it is insulting Midland, Texas. Drive through it, Rip. You will say the same thing. Well, I might, but you I would wouldn't say, say it on the podcast. Oh, you've <laughs> you've told people their <laughs> you've told people their cities are shit. Well, yeah, because they call from Minneapolis. <laughs> what do you want me to say about it? I mean. <laughs> You know, there's call some for, nice things here. We got some good restaurants. You what now? Good restaurants. I guess that makes up for all the tires on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's a good restaurant yeah, in Midland? Maybe I'll drive down. How far is that uh, drive? Six hours? Some, uh, about five. About five to Midland. So it's about the same as Austin. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it might be worth driving down there. What What's a good restaurant? Oh, if you want some Mextex, um, there's a place called Monterey's. It's not the original. Yeah. Original place is called Fortes. Tex-Mex is all the same. I'm not going to go to a Tex-Mex. <laughs> Any good barbecue Tortillas, places? Tortillas, ground beef, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, chili, you know, chips, you know, whatever you can make out of that. For barbecue, I'll be honest, I don't really like a whole lot of barbecue. My dad actually makes uh, good barbecue. Well, does he have a restaurant? <laughs> Plug it for him. Uh, no, but just just go to his house, Rip. <laughs> you guys ever around? All right, I'll get him to cook for you. Well, anyway, all right. I'm not probably going to drive to Midland, to eat, but, but you know, if I happen to ever be through there, maybe I'll stop. All right, what's going on today? Right. What's your question? Uh, yeah, so um, I've been uh, running the NLP. It's going good. Um, about a few months ago, I felt this uh, kind of strain on my hip, and so I kind of just laid up a squat for a couple of weeks, and it kind of went away. But then here recently, I started uh, to feel it again on the squat, and I just kind of pushed through it, and it just flared up. And so I kind of did some research, and I think it's IT band syndrome or hip bursitis. And I was doing some research on the forum, and you called for uh, – What's it called? Uh, IT band release yes. as a as a as a, mm, a cure, I guess, or a remedy. A and I just wanted to know what that involved and what I need to look for and what I need to ask for as far as a uh, treatment on that. Well, it's been, an it, IT it band release. IT band release is a standard. Uh, oh, it's more standard physical therapy than it is massage therapy because it hurts real, mm-hmm. real bad. It's a yeah. extremely unpleasant experience. And what you do is is you lay the, the guy on the table and uh, 
with the bad hip up. And then you bend the knee at about 90 degrees so that the knee is supported by the table. And you start at the knee and run your elbow up the side of the femur until you get to the TFL at the top of the thigh. And you, you're going to use the flat part of the elbow, not the, not the olecranon. It, it's going to be the flat part of your ulna in front of the, of the elbow, and you run that up, digging in to the TFL all the way to the top. And the idea is to, if, if, the, if the TFL has got a bunch of adhesions, on the to the fascia below it it's going to cause problems and you'll feel that in your hip so the idea is to rub that thing hard enough and and you don't push straight down on it this is why a foam roller doesn't work this would be Mm -hmm. the same thing as a you know you rolling around on a foam roller on that thing but a it band release is a um it's a shear it's a shearing motion you have to shear, put a shear force on that big wide tendon, and you drag it. You drag your elbow up it at an angle of about forty-five degrees as you slide up the thigh. You use a little lube on the thing so it'll actually slide. And there are very few things that are as painful as this. And I'm just telling you right up front that it hurts like fuck. But if that's what it is, then you will get up off of the table and the pain will be gone, except for the the bruise on your thigh, All right? Because it, it, it's a very decisive, very invasive procedure that immediately shows results in, uh, like when you squat, you know, your hip, your, your trochanter hurts when you squat. This this will fix that. Yeah, it fixes it, and it's worth a try. But uh, you know, it, it'd probably be better to have a couple of shots of bourbon before you go in and have this done, because goddamn, it hurts. But it works uh, astonishingly well, so it's worth trying. Okay. All right. Okay. So and I'll, I'll I, find a physical therapist and I'll. You'll find that. a physical therapist or a big, meaty German woman who's a massage therapist that's not afraid, that's mad at men, you know? And. <laughs> if you pay her enough, she'll get real mad at you. And, and, and have uh, this person do that release. You just have to have somebody that knows how to do a TFL release. Ilya IT band release is what it's called. IT band. The iliotibial band, band is the broad, flat tendon between the knee and the trochanter. And it comes out of the tensor fasciolata. And that, uh, it's a, you know, not all massage therapists know how to do this. And, uh, yeah. But the ones that do can help you. So give that some thought, man. Okay, we'll do yeah. Cause I read, yeah, I read that. Yeah, it's real painful, and that not everyone knows how to do it. 
But do you have any insight into what caused it or like during the squad or well, I mean, I, the only thing different. I'll I tell you what I have. The only thing different uh, I was doing. Go ahead. What I've, what I have seen is that people who are in combat sports that have had their legs kicked several times, the, the, the area of impact right under the kick might tend to, to cause an adhesion between the TFL and the fascia <clears throat> underneath it. Uh, and that's going to be the, that's going to be the vastus lateralis. And, uh, you what now? I did jujitsu for a long time. Uh, I still that's, have to train every now and then. But you know, that possibly. might be what it is, you know. Might be something like that. I, I don't know. Sometimes it just happens. It's one of those things that's difficult mm-hmm. to pinpoint the cause of. But uh, that uh, IT band release will fix it. And, uh, and okay, you just okay. have to, when it hurts, you just have to hang on because you don't want the therapist to half-ass the release because then you have to have it done again (laughs) and you don't want that okay so give that a shot see what happens already okay man i hope to see you guys at a seminar okay we hope to see you all right thanks for the call thank you sir appreciate it bye-bye okay all right Hi, Rip. Hey, who's this, man? This is George. Who? Columbus, Ohio. This is George from Columbus, Ohio. George from Columbus, Ohio. Well, thanks hey, for the call, George. Uh, I asked my question. I, I wanted to say thank you uh, for the Greg Elifitz, um episode of the podcast. Well, um, thank, as it turned uh, out, I think two weeks before you guys had recorded that, um, I trained with him up here in Columbus. Oh, really? And I was wearing my Starting Strength Columbus uh, T-shirt, and he, he was like, wait a minute, I didn't know there was a Starting Strength Columbus. And I said, see, that's why you come here, to learn things. That's why you come here. <laughs> so Greg learned something from you. Well, that's good. He did. Uh, Nick's I the one that actually set that up. Him. Nick's the one that actually set that up from Greg. I I didn't know the guy, but I'm glad we had him on the show, and yeah, it, was it was a good. pretty productive podcast. I thought. Yep. So. Uh, yeah. If, if nothing else, you got guys to reconsider getting their prostate uh, shish kebobbed. Like, yeah. That freaking biopsy procedure is just it's, still making my legs cross. It's fucking barbarism, is what it is. But, uh, you know, we've got. Uh, there are alternatives, and I'm glad we were able to to uh, inform the public about that, uh, about Dr. Bush Good. out in Alpharetta, Georgia. Those of you who don't know what we're Good talking deal. about, yeah. look it up. Look up the podcast with Joe Bush, and it might be of use to you. All right. So how can we help you today? So I'm 57. Uh, six foot, a little north of 300 pounds. Right. Um, and I have, uh, I, I've been at, uh, the Columbus gym pretty much since it opened May of last year. Um, and been working my, uh, my squat up to 315. 
I just did 315 for uh, for five reps, and uh, I came away, and like the lower right side of my back was just on fire, and I was walking like an old woman for the rest of uh, the rest of that week. Right. And um, I was not wearing a belt at that at that time. So the coaches at uh, the Columbus gym, Bruce and Jarrett both said, dude, it's time you need to wear a belt. Um, so that was, that was number one, but, um, I just wanted to, you know, ping the, uh, assembled expertise, uh, here to see if there's anything, you know, uh, does, does this sort of thing just happen or, does it sound like it's a form problem or no. is there any other thing for older lifters that you might want to throw out there? No, it's not older lifters. It's everybody. Everybody, especially if you're not wearing a damn belt. If you're not wearing a belt, you're liable to tweak your back. You've got way too far yeah. up in the weight at your age without wearing a belt. You need a belt. Go to the website, go to okay. Dominion, buy a belt. And start wearing it for everything you tweaked your back i would wear it for everything heavier than the empty bar now that doesn't mean that you crank it all the way down this is why that the the this is why i previously said that a lever belt was a stupid ass idea because the first warm-ups that you do the belt needs to be on and then snug and then more snug, and then tight, and then works it tight. So the the tension goes up as the weight goes up. This allows okay. you to accommodate the input from the belt so that it, it doesn't distract you. And it keeps your back warm in between sets. But in, in terms of tweaking your back, everybody tweaks their back. Here's the bad news. Everybody tweaks their back whether they're squatting or not. Human beings tweak their backs. That's just the common experience. You know, there's, you know, everybody's had a back tweak. It's just a, you know, shitty design. You know, you take a. That's what I tell my doctor when um, I I said I have. Uh oh. We lose, uh, we lose I don't him. Know what happened? Oh, there oh no, there he is. There he is. No, I'm here. What did you tell your doctor? I, I told, I, I told my doc that um, uh, I have aches and pains at my age, but um, I cause all of them, so I, I know pretty much why they happen. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, doctors are terribly misinformed about most things, and back tweaks are one of the things that doctors are quite frequently misinformed about. Every human being gets back tweaks. It's normal. And furthermore, every human being over the age of 35, if you do an MRI on that person's back, there will be degenerative changes in the spine that are visible on the MRI that may mm-hmm. or may not may or may not be associated with the pain you know you you have you know people come in with horrible screwed up looking lumbar spines on MRI that are pain free 
you know, and by the same token, you have people that look like there's no pathology at all that are that are doubled over in pain. You know, you can't yep. tell from the MRI. This is, you know, and I've mentioned this before. There was a study done at Georgia Tech a long time ago where they x-rayed a thousand horses looking for navicular disease in a thousand horses. And there was no correlation in lameness between the x-rays that showed navicular pathology and those that didn't. And humans are the same way. If you are older than 35, something is wrong with your back. Now, that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it hurts. It just means that it's not a 20-year-old back anymore. All right? The older you get, the more damage accumulates. And this is a function of the fact that our spines evolved in a horizontal position under a moment load instead of upright in compression. So it's just, you know, we repurposed our backs about 2 million years ago when we became bipedal. Now, that's not our back's fault. That's our fault. You don't want to have any problem walking around on your arms and on your hands and knees. (laughs) From now on, it's just not practical, right? So here we are, you know. So, And then the question for us becomes, do we train through back pain? And the answer is, if you can't train through back pain, then you can't train because you're going to have back pain. At some point, you're going to uh-huh. have back pain. So you have to learn how to train through it. Generally speaking, if you've got a guy, and this is this is one of the premises of us having started the gym franchise chain. you got a 55-year-old guy with chronic low back pain. He comes in the gym. We have him squat and deadlift. And about two weeks later, his back pain's gone. It's mm-hmm. gone. First time he's been out of chronic, nagging, low back pain in years because we had him squat and deadlift. So people that say that squats and deadlifts are bad for your low back are people that don't know what they're talking about. There's lots and lots and lots of people who don't know what they're talking about. And doctors are frequently in that group. You know, because when doctors say, don't lift more than 20 pounds over your head, what, what kind of idiocy, mm-hmm. what kind of statement is that? You know, what do you mean don't lift more than yeah. five pounds over your head? That's stupid. That's just stupid. That's yeah. it's meaningless to say that. How do you lift it over your head is a much more critical question to ask than what does the little bitty thing weigh, right? So... uh no, I think that, that your question is, is a good one. It applies to lots and lots and lots of people because all humans have back pain, whether they're communist Chinese or whether they live in the Vatican or whether they're from sub-Saharan Africa or from the frozen wastelands of Canada or everywhere else on Earth. All people are familiar with back pain. It is a constant common condition in human beings all over the world and you just have to learn how to deal uh, i'm sorry 
At, at least in Canada, though, they have a fix for it. They'll just give you euthanasia. Yeah, let's put you, you go to the doctor, ask for you know, and if yeah. if if you've had enough of the pain, maybe that's a viable deal. I'd rather just have some more alcohol myself. But <laughs> you, what you what you have to do, you have to understand that just because you have back pain does not mean that a deadlift is going to hurt your back because that's not the case. Now that's counterintuitive, isn't it? It's counterintuitive. Your low back hurts real bad. It's counterintuitive that one of the best things you could do would be to pick a 135-pound weight up off the floor for a set of five. Right? Most people would, would say, well, that's you're, you're crazy. But the fact of the matter is, is that's the best thing for you. Make the best. Would you yeah, rather if exactly you've got what, so, um, so here's a better question. If you've got chronic low back pain, would you rather have a uh-huh. strong back with chronic low back pain or a weak back with chronic low back pain? But you'd rather have a strong I know I, I would choose I would choose the stronger just sure. because I've been through uh I've been at this for eighteen months and it's helped a tremendous amount. So yes. definitely yeah, and that's that's the that. universal experience. Uh, you, you know, guys in their fifties, their back hurts, start lifting weights. Mm -hmm. It goes away. If you, if you squat and deadlift back goes away, you know, now that doesn't mean that you're not occasionally going to tweak it, but you know, what you have to do is you have to quit doing sit-ups and back extensions. Don't wiggle around an old back. It's a stupid idea because squats and deadlifts and especially presses Work all of that muscle mass that you're trying to get to with back extensions and sit-ups. But it works it in a way that doesn't wiggle the spine around and mess up the the uh, nearby structures. You know, like if you've got some bone spurs or stuff, it's logical to understand that if you wiggle your low back around, the bone spurs could be grinding into healthy tissue. Whereas deadlifts yep. and squats don't do that to your low back. They just strengthen the muscle mass isometrically the way it is designed to function you don't need to do sit-ups and back extensions to make your back yep. strong right this is and i think you're hard to exactly swallow, about that's the, exactly what the deal is yeah and, and I've, I've actually lived that the first time i i tweaked my back early on um while lifting, uh, Pete, our gym owner, said, just just go over and do 135-pound rack pulls. I was like, that's going to fuck it up worse. He said, nope. no, it isn't. Trust me. No, and it isn't. True enough, it didn't. It didn't, and it, it fixed it <laughs> anyway, right up, you know. And uh, that's... that's. Just want to say hi to all my... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to say hi to all my uh, gym mates and starting strength Columbus. And thanks for uh, all you guys do on the, on the podcast. Well, thank you for being a member of starting strength Columbus. Thanks for calling in with your question. Hopefully some other people have learned a couple of things from you today uh, about back pain. Cause it's a common occurrence in human beings all over everywhere. So thanks a lot. Talk to you again. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. All right. All right. Who's next? Let's see. Hello, you there? Hello. Yes, I am. Who's this? Awesome. Um, 
Hey, guys, this is Jeff from New Jersey. Jeff from um, New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, so um, the reason I'm calling, I guess for context, I'll start off I'm 39 years old. I'm 5'9", 188 pounds, and been lifting. Well, I won't, won't call it lifting. I guess, uh, as you said before, I've been fucking around for 25 years until right. I found you guys recently. Right. Um, and felt, you know, victim to all the bullshit programs out there. Oh, and yeah. uh, my lifts right now, my one rep max is, uh, my bench is 293, my OHP is 175, my squat's 360, and my deadlift's 440. Um, That's pretty good, man. So I'm watching these guys. These guys on YouTube, you know, a lot of them sub 200 pounds, and they're putting up ridiculous numbers. I'm trying to figure out if they're all on steroids or if that's really achievable, or if I need to just start gaining some serious weight, maybe move over to intermediate programming. You know, I listened to Nick's interview with Ray recently, and my lifts are stalling out. So I'm trying to figure out the best course of action going forward. Uh, but being that I'm 39, I'm a little nervous to start really ramping up the calories and, and look like a fat ass. So no, that's not going to happen if you're training. Look, here's the how tall are you? Five nine. Five nine one eighty something. Five nine. Five nine one eighty is underweight. Yep. All right. Five okay. nine one eighty is underweight. Uh, five nine. So are uh, are right. big lifts under 200 pounds achievable? I mean, is that is that just pie in the sky? Big lifts at five nine under two hundred pounds are not achievable. I mean, occasionally okay. you see it, but it it involves a bunch of chemistry. You know, if you don't <laughs> want to, you don't want to add a bunch of chemistry, then you're going to have to go on up in body weight. It doesn't look. You don't need to be under sixteen, seventeen, eighteen percent body fat anyway. Human beings are not designed to be. I mean, are we bodybuilding or are we trying to get strong here? What's the deal? Right. You've got to eat enough and to I get mean, strong. I, you know, and I, you know, I just picked up the bar, uh, the barbell prescription, and you know, weight training around forty or, or whatever. And uh, you know, so I guess, what is your recommendation at thirty nine in terms of how fast I should begin weight? You know, I know you look at the example you gave in the book with the D one athlete and the trajectory he was on. Um, and how fast he gained. Right. I think he went well, that's from not you, you know. If you okay. were to gain at this point, uh, and you were you were to try to gain weight, and that was your intention with your diet and your intention with your training, if you gain five pounds a month, that's adequate. So a young okay. a younger kid like that can gain five pounds a week, but you don't need to try to do that because your anabolic situation is not like his. So. If you can gain five pounds a week, you'll be doing real well. But I think you need to. Okay. I think you need to get up over 200 as quickly as you can. And that'll take you a month, month and a half maybe, to get up over 200. At the stage of training that you're yep. at, you you need to gain weight. So you, you gotta, you're you doing all this comparing, you know, people under 200 pounds are lifting this. The kid in the book is lifting this. You know, the – there's all kinds of reasons that that smaller people lift heavy weights. It doesn't matter what they are. It could be genetic endowment. It could be any number of things. But it, it but it doesn't matter. Your your process is your process, and regardless of the situation where you are right now, in order to continue getting stronger, you have to gain weight. Now, when when people start talking about getting weight, they immediately equate uh, a bunch of fat and uh, uh, and things getting out of hand. If your if your lifts, if your training tracks proportionally to your body weight gain you will look your your body composition will be the same if not better 
Does that make sense? So if, if you were to go out and gain 30 pounds in the next month and only put 15 pounds on your squat, that's a fucking problem. If you do what Rip just said, which right. is gain five pounds and continue your program that you're already doing that's been working well, that is the exact right way to do it. And that's the that's the hard way to do it, but that's the right way to do it. And you're actually probably in the next two months, you're actually going to look better than you do now. Oh, God, yes. So don't even yeah. worry about five, the body nine, fat. 5'9", 188, you just kind of look like a yeah. normal guy at 5'9", yeah. 188. Exactly. But 5'9", you want to be 220, 230, somewhere in there. That's exactly right. With big traps and big arms. And broad back and deep hips, big legs, that's what you want to look like. And you're not going to look like that yeah. at 5'9 and 188. Uh, yeah, I was 172 at the beginning of the summer with a full six-pack. And I, I have to admit, I am nervous to lose that. I've maintained it, and my lifts have gone up a lot. But uh, I know how you guys feel about abs, so I was uh, hesitant to even bring that up. But uh, what, what, Why yeah, do you want your I, uh, abs so bad? <laughs> I, I don't have a reason on here that I could defend. So, well, uh, let me let me you know, let me uh, tell you who abs are for. Visible abs. I heard you. Visible abs are for other men. Now, now you think about that, all right? Because women don't give a shit about your abs. Women. It's been my experience that women are interested in money and a big dick. All right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but well, that's just the way shit out. is, all right? <laughs> abs, visible abs are for other guys. And you're not interested in other guys. Come on, man. I am not. You know, nope. you, you, so just let go of that. It's not like your abs are going to disappear if you get up right. to 220. You know, they'll, you, they'll be a little smoother, but what do you give a shit about that for? You know, we want to see you in your clothes. If you have to take your clothes off to show me your abs, I become very suspicious of your motivation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And you know, ultimately, what are we All doing right. here? We're trying to get stronger, right? Yeah. We're we're interested in your numbers under the bar. Yeah. You know. Right. And you're your, not going to turn into a fat ass. No, you're not going. And if you're training while you're gaining weight, you're not going to turn into a fat ass. You know, just don't gain weight by eating a bunch of sugar. Don't gain weight by right. going nuts on the fucking carbs. You know how to do this. Get your protein up. Get your fat up to a healthy amount. Make sure your carbs are clean. And just eat an extra meal during the day. You can probably do this with a with a protein drink. You know, but, but you got to right. do more than you're doing now. Don't go nuts. Okay. Don't and eat a jar of peanut butter every day. That's not how you that's not how you do it, you know. But right. but it's uh, if you uh, if you do this correctly, you're going to be real real happy with what happens. All right. And All right. so going back to my original question, you're, you're telling me that I do have a lot of room here left on the NLP, and I oh, yeah. need to be thinking about intermediate programming until about two fifteen ish. I don't know. Uh, intermediate programming, the shift from novice to intermediate is not predicated on your body weight. It's predicated, well, it's indirectly predicated on your body weight. It's, 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 it happens when you get stuck and unable to make five-pound jumps every workout on the big exercises. Okay. That's when that happens. And, it, you know, the, the test is after a couple of resets – and after careful examination of the first three questions, 
if you're actually no shit stuck, then it's time to go to weekly programming instead of workout to workout programming, because that's the difference between novice and intermediate. Yeah, and and you 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 are on this call essentially saying that you're not answering affirmatively to the first three questions so that means that it's right. not time for a programming right. programming change it's time to adjust your recovery by eating a little bit more food gaining a little bit of weight and continuing on your program until it stops working right once your eating is optimized your recovery is optimized to the extent that you can and now the stress is higher than what you can recover from that's when you make a programming change yeah and we don't know whether that programming change is two months in the future or four or five months in the future because i don't know what the hell has happened prior to today but you're eventually going to have to shift over to intermediate programming but chances are it's not now and it's not next month all right so just try this again and and see what you can see what you can squeeze out of this five pounds of workout increase in your squat and deadlift programming you know, you ought to be taking two-pound jumps, two-and-a-half-pound jumps on the bench, one, one-and-a-half-pound jumps on the press, and that ought to be going up every time you train. And if it's not, eat more. And if that doesn't unstick okay. you, then maybe it's time for a, a change in programming. But explore right. all of the avenues that you can to stay in the novice progression. Because that's where the fastest gains of your life take place. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for all the all free right. content. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. All right. All right. Okay. Should do one more rip? One more is fine. Okay. Hello, you there? Hello. Oh. Hey, Coach Rip. I'm from Minnesota. My name's Riley, and uh, this is the time I've been on. Uh, Do you really talk uh, like this? Is, uh, this is actually how I talk. Oh, my God. He's way up in Minnesota. Way the fuck up in Minnesota. But you know what? He's up in the Canadian part I of bet Minnesota. he is the most polite and nice man you've ever met. He very well might be, aside from not being an actual Canadian. Right? Well, my question is on... Uh, I've been looking this up a lot, and uh, I can't find anything. Um, my question is on, my idea is that when I eat in the morning, I'd like to eat like like five or six eggs, but every doctor tells me, don't, don't, don't. My question is this. Uh, how much, what is the percentage of uh, like LDLs compared to HDLs in uh, eggs? Would you it's know irrelevant. That? It doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference at all. Eat when I eat eggs, well, I usually well, eat about I, eight. Usually eat eight fried eggs because I like eggs and I like them fried. And I like the yellows runny, and uh, that's what I do. Look, the cholesterol theory. Look, all right. Here's the problem: you're still talking to doctors. Okay, have the last three years of this COVID shit not taught you anything about doctors well i know that the vaccines cause you to get covid more and what cause you to get covid more the vaccines i've had two of my family say that you get covid more when you take the vaccination it'll also well, fucking that's, kill that's, you that's, that's 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 not exactly true but the vaccine will kill you and covid will not so 
keep that in mind. And what did the doctors all want you to do? They wanted you to have the COVID shot. Right? So here's the same doctor telling you not to eat eggs. Do you believe him? No. No. I think that no. there, there's not many there's not, not many reputable uh, people who know what they're talking about who still think that eggs or really any uh, any dietary thing is going to increase your cholesterol. You dietary that, cholesterol has nothing to do. You with only serum hear that from primary care providers. Yeah, yeah. at this these, point, these idiots. You know, they're these, like the last people to fucking get the memo. Right. <laughs> it's, exactly it's right. It's, well, it's just egg, absolutely amazing. The egg yolk is yellow. Plaque in your arteries is yellow. So they must be the they're same. The thing. same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the logic. So I would, you know, look. If there, you're having trouble with cholesterol, which you're probably not, it's it. You know, people that are are likely. It's likely a result to them eating a bunch of shitty food and, uh, and insulin resistant and stuff like that. It's not about eating cholesterol. It's not about eating cholesterol. It's not because at they're all. eating too much meat. It's no. because they're you don't they're not eating enough meat. Probably. Your serum cholesterol does not go up as a result of eating cholesterol. It right. doesn't. No study has ever shown that. And I'm sorry that your doctor is not informed. Get a better doctor. Or just better than that, don't have a doctor. And one more question. It was on uh, being bow-legged. Have you ever worked with anyone like that? Oh, yeah. Are you bow-legged? No, but my aunt is, and uh, it's like I try to get her in a wide squat. Like I try to, to have culture using a wider squat, but it seems that she can just get – I try to get her as wide as I can, but – she can barely get outside of her. How old is your aunt? Uh, 65. 65? Yes. Well, if she's bow-legged and she's 65, uh, you would need to know why she's bow-legged. What is the actual deformity? She may have knee cartilage problems that don't lend themselves to squatting. My advice is... Is you don't know enough about this to be putting your aunt in a uh, in a in a situation like this. Leave your aunt alone. Well, where it was, uh, where you know where you move your foot out. It's like she couldn't. She can. She has a deformity in one of her knees or, or two. Like where there's like right. no cartilage in the knee. Well, yeah, she doesn't need to be squat. squatting. Then. Yeah, she needs a knee replacement. And once she gets a knee she replacement, she can squat, but not until then. So you wouldn't advise to even squat? That's, I think that's what I said. <laughs> no. What about yeah. rack pull? Uh, I don't know. Rack pulls probably won't hurt her no more than she can lift. But by the same token, she needs a knee replacement. Yeah, she's probably already been told that. She's been mm-hmm. told that by somebody. Yeah. And she needs to go ahead and get it done so she can get active again. Right. And and okay. this and is a one more serious question. problem. Oh, the benefit of her having the knee replacement and being able to do stuff again and train far outweighs any negative deal that comes along with the with the knee replacement. She yeah. needs to, she needs to do it. At this point in time, there's not any negative thing that right. goes along with yeah. the knee replacement. She needs a knee replacement, and you need to encourage her to get it so that you can coach her. Yep. Right. But right now. The biggest problem she's got is that she has not had her knee replaced. All right. Not that you are not coaching her. Right. right? So right. keep that in mind. 
All right, well, that concludes, thankfully, this week's call-in Q&A. All right? This week's call-in Q&A is now over. It is mercifully <laughs> over. We are through talking on the phone. And you know why it's important that it's over? Because I have to pee real bad. And I'm going to go pee right now before I pee right here, okay? <laughs> Which is always embarrassing. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's doesn't it's, smell good. No, well, it's, and it never it, gets it, clean because Bree's it, not here. It looks bad, you know. I get up and there's a stain. It's just it's not, you know, you know. You don't make people admire you, you know, when you do that to yourself. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys for calling in today. And uh, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is go pee, and we'll see you next time right here on Starting Strength Radio.